It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are locked on Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's the All-Star Break edition of Locks on Mavericks. We're here for you. It is it is not Monday, it's Tuesday. I need to correct that. Tuesday, February 21st, episode number 89. Uh, I'm Mike, he's Jake, he's at Not Jack Kemp, I'm at Machine Sports, and you can follow the show at Locked on Mavs uh, as well. And you can email us at uh, LockedOnMavs at Gmail with, uh, with questions, concerns, um, anything about the uh, the Mavs situation or the NBA, and we'll probably get back to you or uh, address it on the show. So there you go. Uh, we're brought to you by SeatGeek. Um, and if you want to get out to see maybe Metallica in June si- on June 16th, maybe 21 Pilots tomorrow night, or even that uh, Rangers opening day, uh, April 3rd, you need to do all of that through the SeatGeek app. And what you do is you download the app, you throw it on your phone. I'm going to want it on that home screen, okay? I don't want you to scroll right a couple times to get to the SeatGeek app, because then you're just wasting time. And what they're trying to do for you is save time. They're trying to collect all the tickets from the little brokers that you have no idea where to find and put them in front of you so you get the best deal. They're going to grade the seat for you. Green is good value. Red is bad. Um, and uh, they're going to save you a little bit of money as well, which is why you're happy about this and why we like uh, helping you out getting out to live events that you want to get to. What you'll do is in the bottom right corner, there's a Me tab. That's your Accounts tab or your Settings tab. Click on that. It'll say Enter Promo Code. Right there, you're going to do exactly what it just said. You're going to enter a promo code, and that promo code is going to be L-O-MAVS, as in Locked on Mavs. If you do that, $20 off your first purchase via the SeatGeek app. Saved you some money and got you out to see uh, Metallica, hopefully. And uh, you had a hell of a time, and you can thank us. You can you can tweet us thanks as well or email thank you. That's fine. Um, but today, obviously, there's no game action. Uh, but I think the second most interesting trade since the James Harden trade uh, happened on when was it? Is this Saturday night? This is a Sunday night deal. I don't know. Sunday night. It was after the game. Yeah, it was after. It was right after the game. That's right. He was in his little press conference. Uh, yeah. There's a little uh, stand in front of the the background thing, and I guess his agent, his manager, walks up and tells him uh, in front of the media. But here are the particulars: uh, Demarcus Cousins and Omri Caspi head to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Buddy Heald, whose real name is actually Chivano Rainer Heald, okay. if, you did, if you didn't know that, because uh, he is from the Bahamas. Um, where is about to go? There you go. Uh, Buddy Hield, Langston Galloway, Tyreek Evans, 
the New Orleans Pelicans first round pick this year, top three protected, and the uh, 2017 Philadelphia 76ers second round pick uh, head to the Sacramento Kings in uh, a pretty staggering deal on multiple fronts. Um, spicy, obviously, because AD and Boogie gets played together. Um, spicy also because the most interesting part of the part of this whole thing to me is um, how bad must the offers have been uh, for Boogie? And did uh, did we just miss something entirely that teams would be so scared away from him despite his enormous talent? I think probably like this is one of those deals where whenever people will say stuff in football like, oh, you could just keep Romo and, you know, the cap hit's not that worse. And I'm like, man, this is not fantasy football. You cannot have another quarterback just standing over there. Like right. there's a qualitative effect of off the court chemistry, whatever, or off the field, I guess, of having another starting quarterback over there. And so in my mind, I must be being too fantasy basketballish about this as opposed to most of the GMs in the NBA. I mean, one, it's interesting because this has been the most rumored potential trade of the last two years. And two, mm -hmm. I guarantee you, well, I mean, not only, it's not I guarantee you, it's been reported over the last two years that they've had way better offers than this in that time. So what they did yep. was, because they are a disaster of communication failure, they, for, you know, the last 18 months, their front office and their scouts were trying to convince their ownership to trade him, and he wouldn't. And so once Vivek decided that they did, that they, he was going to listen to them, it was way too late. Way too late. So they mm -hmm. ended up getting the worst of both worlds. They don't get to keep him, and they don't get the value that they should have got for him a year or a year and a half ago. And not to mention the public disaster of saying that you're going to keep him. He says he wants to sign that extension that's now available and then flipping him. So it's a terrible deal, but I think it's a terrible deal. One, because they waited as long as they did and let him wreck his own value. And two, I think that obviously like 25 of the other GMs in the league want nothing to do with this guy, which is surprising to me, but also pretty telling. Yeah, and it, that is interesting. That's um, So what I think happened is I think Vlade and the rest of the front office have had you know, I don't know, 10 other deals on the table at different times. And this is the very first one where Vivek was open to it. The timing just hit perfectly. And I think a lot of it, honestly, has to do with the new role, the designated maximum contract extension. Like, whenever that came into play, um, I mean, Boogie's obviously a top 10 talent in the league. He deserves that. But it's like you force the King's hand to pay him five years, $209 million going forward. And that turns into a $42 million cap hit um, over that five-year extension. And the second that happened, I feel like despite, oh, yeah, we'd gladly give that to, to DeMarcus and all, that, all, the, all the crap they said whenever um, he was allegedly supposed to resign and just, you know, everything's cool, let's just redo this deal and, and be done with it. I thought the moment that came down, that was their – it was the impetus. It, it created it created like a flashpoint for them where if you don't want to pay him this, then you have to get rid of him. And I think they started working on deals at that point. And there was, I mean, they said there was an Andre Drummond deal out there. They said there were, you know, if you wait on Boston, they'll give you something uh, that's of more value than Buddy Heald in a mid-round first. Um, 
but I think they finally got Vivek's ear and got him swayed in the right direction, and they said, I can't wait another month until he gets back to this, until he gets he changes his mind back again. Well, and, you know what? Let me tell you why I think that's really silly, because we're talking about five for 208 or whatever, mm-hmm. 210. If they hadn't had the alteration in the CBA that made it 35%, it was 30. Yeah. So, like, it's more, but it ain't that much more. Like, yeah, it's just that quotable it, it, $200 yeah. million. <laughs> It's like if you're scared of five for 210, are you saying you would have been okay for with five for 185? I mean, that <laughs> essentially your team is still pot committed to him and building around him. So, I, I don't. I don't know. I think that's that's dumb. I think in one that means you weren't able to uh, account for the unpredictability in the CBA changes, which allowed for you know a year early extension for a designated player, which you knew if there was a designated player distinction, he was going to get it. Yeah, he's like the first. He's like the perfect trial balloon for the designated player extension. Exactly. And now we won't know. So to me, it's like I don't know that if if you're that narrow and you're thinking and that tight on the margins of oh well if they say we, it's 35 then you know then we're out like 200 is just a number it's not it's it's really it's 5% more than what you would have had to pay him before mm-hmm. uh the raises are a little bit higher but i don't know i think that's kind of a cop out i think they should have decided to do this 2 years ago and then they would have probably got like they got a better a pro- deal <laughs> oh my god they would have gotten a prospect they would have gotten yeah. uh a player and they would have gotten a pick or two yeah, I mean, you you know you know how this works though. Like, yes, cold hard facts. When you look at those numbers, it's not that much different. But whenever like you have a guy that's pissing you off, like routinely, like I'm sure he is pissing off of Vlade and Vivek, um, apparently because this seems like a real toxic situation. It's like whenever you, um, it's why all the taxes that go into getting you your carton of milk aren't paid for separately. It's why they're all one cost. Right. You don't want to. You don't want to see that extra twenty million dollars going. And now I got to pay this dude an extra twenty eight. Really? Like that's. It's just a human effect. I'm sure there's uh, some economists can tell me what this is. <laughs> but whenever you pay for something, and then there's that little bit that's like, oh, here's an extra uh, quarter of your charge on top of your charge. Um, it's just a human thing that people do. And he's worth that. He's worth every penny. And five thirty eight did a pretty good breakdown of his projected value over the next five seasons or next six seasons. And it was uh, $284 million is Boogie's projected value over the next six seasons. Um, 46.5 uh, wins above replacement. And then they did uh, <laughs> what Buddy Heald and Tyreek Evans are going to be worth. Um, Buddy Heald is, is projected to be worth $37.4 million and Tyreek Evans is projected to be worth 77.4. So barely over 100 and Boogie is almost near uh, $300 million in terms of projected value over the next uh, six seasons. And what it costs Boogie is, um, what, $29 million? Because if he does sign an extension next uh, offseason, after next season, the, um, the max extension he can get now is a 5 for 180 from the Pelicans. Because this designated player doesn't transfer whenever you get traded. It's with the original team that you were drafted by. It's, it's incentive to keep the player that you drafted. If you draft a player that turned into a superstar, here you go. You can pay them more to make sure you keep them. Um, I guess let's talk about the, uh, the haul, if you don't mind, if you don't have anything else on the, uh, the numbers part of it. No, not so much the numbers. It's just a matter of I don't think you can blame one side or the other entirely. You have uh, the the worst front office in in the NBA. They don't know what they're doing. They've continually sabotaged their 
I mean, they should have been way better by now. And a lot of people will look at that and be like, oh, how can you be a top 10 player if your team never wins more than 30 games? Well, they're that you bad. Can do that. <laughs> I mean, their drafting is just beyond horrible, uh, mm-hmm. despite having pretty high picks. They're, they've traded away just so much value for the ability to sign freaking Kufus, Bellinelli, and Rondo. God I mean, they're, they're so bad, and it's not over yet. They weren't even going to be able to build through the draft because no matter how high or low, I mean, if they where they finish relative to the Sixers, they're going to be – the Sixers will have a better record than the Kings, yeah. um, especially now. So they're going to end up they have you know, giving, the, giving that pick away. 2019 mm-hmm. unprotected first rounder they're giving away. So, I mean – it's a combination of a disastrous front office that not only made disastrous personnel moves, I think they lied to him several times about what their intentions were. Yeah. I mean, there's a story of how they, they called him in and said they were going to talk to him about whether or not they were going to keep Mike Malone, who's like the only coach he ever got along with. And then at the end of it, he's like, well, I don't want you to fire him. And they said, well, actually, we're not calling you to ask you. We already, we already fired him. Um, so it's a combination of a volatile uh, – or rather a dysfunctional front office and a volatile player. So yeah. I think he could be better on another team, and I think they could probably be better without a guy like that that they need to kind of cater to. Yeah, I mean, they, they have always, like, should have been rebuilding. But they thought they could, I don't know, they thought they could do a patchwork job of, like, Rondo and add a, uh, you know, a, a center in Costa Cufas and just, patchwork this thing together and make it work around Boogie when in reality his first couple seasons they probably should have just hit rock bottom real stinking hard and they did for a little bit there I mean they've been drafting in the top 10 for like a decade now and uh, just haven't hit but I'll always remember what Rudy Gay said to uh, George Carl like George Carl's first day there he said welcome to NBA hell right and he was still Um, on the team yeah exactly and Rudy Gay's still there luckily he's injured so he doesn't have to live through this uh, but yeah, it's, it's a GM, it's a uh, front office, it's an owner that are all operating as like different heads of the Hydra. Like they all have their own motivations. And once you actually get Vivek's ear, you have to move on something so quick that it cripples you. Um, so a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of building up of, uh, Buddy healed over the last 48 hours from the Kings organization because they have to, but, uh, yeah, I'm not really going to trust a, uh, an organization whose last Three uh, starting shooting guards who they really wanted to build their future around were Jimmer Fredette, Nick Stauskas, and Ben McLemore. Like, if anybody knows an eye for talent at the two-guard spot. <laughs> Nick Stauskas <laughs> is just as good as Buddy Heald. Yeah. yeah. He's probably just as good. Like, I don't know. Right I, now can, he is, yeah. You can find somebody to tell you that Buddy Heald is like a future, uh, you know. I mean, even if you think his high side is like Kyle Korver. Right. That's not. That's not. Uh, I don't know. That's laughable. But like I like you said, it speaks less to you know what was out there and more to what was out there because of Boogie. Yeah. Did you realize at one point they had uh, they had Isaiah Thomas, Hassan Whiteside, and Boogie on the same team? I did, and they you know they in hell. Let's even add insult to injury and tell you Seth Curry would be very valuable on their team. Yeah, very true, and they just. Had no interest in uh, two for six on him. So what they're left with is, like, the most ridiculous roster in the NBA, especially since Rudy Gay is uh, is out for the rest of the season. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they um, they bought out Tyreek. Um, they, 
I'm trying to figure out a way to get Willie Colley Stein out of there. <laughs> it's not happening now. And maybe just tell them that, hey, man, he's 24. By the time y'all are good again, he's going to be 27. Why don't you get him out of there? Like, because they don't even have their 2019 pick because the freaking 76ers have it. This is yeah. madness. This is absolute madness. So they might end up with – I mean, you, you don't have to look that hard. See, part of the thing is, is if you have 80 to 90% of the league GMs don't want him – Yeah. Those are the guys who will give unnamed sources quotes where they're like, they're going to be better without him. Yeah, yeah. effing right. No, they won't. That is the, no, they won't. They're going to end up with one of the four or five worst records in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they've got a little bit of a jump start on that right now. Let's see. But they'll be flipping that to to, to Philadelphia. They're I a mean, half game up on um, Portland right now. <laughs> they're, the ninth, they're the ninth seed right now, the Kings are. So if they free fall as hard as they can, like, what is their, uh, they played 57 games, so 25 left. Say they win five more games of their 25. They go five and 20. That's 29 and uh, whatever the hell the rest would be. Like, that's not, you're not catching the Lakers or the Suns. Like, that ain't happening. So you're going to have, like, the sixth overall pick. Yeah. For your, for your tank job. <laughs> which Philadelphia will get. Which Philly, which you're swapping with Philly. So then you'll have, like, the, uh, where's Philly at? Right now they're better, but are they worse? Are they worse right now than uh, Sacramento? But the Sacramento will pass them. Yeah, I bet Philly ends up with like the eighth. And that's going to be a, a small swap, but it'll still right. be a swap. It's significant. I mean, it's definitely significant. And knowing that how bad you're going to be in 2019, uh, because you're not going to be able to have a quick, quick uh, rebuild, that that pick's going to Philadelphia as well. That's the part that really stinks. Like they have no incentive to like be awful. Yeah. They really don't, and they didn't. They did the assets they got back weren't good enough to like uh, course correct them in a quick enough fashion. Um, what is really super interesting now is Boogie and AD on the court at the same time um, in New Orleans, and I have no idea how that's going to work. I really hate their wing situation with uh, Etwan and um, and Solomon Hill. And what I'll tell you is, I know they paid Solomon Hill which was extremely dumb. Um, four years, over 11 a year yeah. for the next, the next four. I, I don't know what got into them. I have no idea what happened there. Um, but Omri Caspi is going to be starting over Solomon Hill. Like, I have no doubt about that. And Alvin, has, Alvin has, doesn't have a ton of time for Solomon Hill. Um, there are nights when he doesn't start, when he doesn't necessarily see minutes. They're going to get Tim Frazier on the floor more now because Tyreek's not running back up point, which will make them substantially better. But, man, um, they got three really, really talented dudes in Boogie, AD, and Drew Holiday. And you've got 18 months now to make it work, to figure it out. Uh, Because if you – I guess if you did this and Boogie doesn't come back, it's probably still worth it to you. Um yeah, Especially, well, it's worth it if you're Dell Dimps. <laughs> oh, yeah, you saved your job. Yeah, I thought the Jalil Okafor deal that he was trying to get into was going to save his job. But uh, this would this definitely saves his job for at least 18 more months, and then if they do re-sign Boogie, then into the future. But They owe it to themselves to at least try it. They do. They really – I mean, I, I'm kind of proud of them. Like, I kind of applaud them because yep. the deal was there. Obviously, other teams could have swooped in and made a better deal, but – I mean, getting prying Boogie away for what they had to give up, which is Buddy Heald, who a player, which is a player that 
Uh, their head coach never trusted at all. Um, a first-round pick, which is going to be uh, just slowly depreciating as they, you know, as their win total starts climbing. And uh, Tyreek, who wasn't going to be back anyway. Like, this is a great deal for the Pelicans. And now, now the actual work begins for them. Like, they have to figure out um, – and I don't even know if it's figure out. It's make it work. <laughs> it's let AD roam around the, uh, the elbow and let DeMarcus – uh, destroy the paint and find some shooters that are legit shooters, not Etwan Moore and Solomon Hill. Well, no one has really cared, but Drew Holiday has been awesome. <laughs> He's been really good, man. He's going to get twenty plus million in free agency. So if they're able to, and I bet they would bring him back too. Like they, oh, because, they better. Yeah, um, and I don't know like what their situation is if they want to pay the tax or not. But I mean, I don't see any reason why if they can't. Like I heard uh, Brian Windhorst mentioned that he thought they'd be interested in Corver. Dude, if you could add Corver to that team, like mm-hmm. I know he doesn't do much but stand out there. They're spacing That's all you gotta do. Yeah, they're gonna have some serious I mean they're gonna have some uh some a lot of open shots. And I think a lot of Anthony Davis's shots are gonna be wide open face ups because Boogie can still get you points pretty much whenever he wants. Yep. Uh and he's had no help doing it like prior right. to this moment. He'll probably take fewer threes, even though, like, New Orleans isn't a good shooting team. Mm-hmm. I just think he was doing that mostly because he didn't care and because they had no, oh, didn't course. have much offense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't – I really, really am pulling for New Orleans in this deal, even though it will probably keep the Mavericks out of the playoffs. Um, right. I think it will be fun to watch and – We get to see him uh, – It's a crazy experiment. We get to see him Saturday night. <laughs> That's Mavs, all you, bud. Mavs at Pelicans. No, fr- Friday night's me. Friday night, uh, get a nice Timberwolves in town. And then Saturday night, a back-to-back, we get to go down to uh, New Orleans. And oh, see okay, the, right on. The new, the new boogie show. Well, let yeah. me close with this. All right, go ahead. I'm, I was going to say, they, they just need, like, one dude that can knock down corner threes consistently. Uh, because you mentioned the Corver thing, and AD and Boogie combined, their usage rate is 70%. <laughs> Yet, yeah, they were on different teams. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't suspect that gets like south of sixty-five percent um, because they're that good. Um, so you just need someone to stay in the corner and knock down threes. And honestly, Langston Galloway, a guy that gave up, was really good at that. If he gets cut um, or waived, he's, he'll probably be back. So I'd, it's fascinating for the Pelicans. Not totally sure why the Kings would not want him, but yeah, not, they have too many players. I know that's part. He's of it. older. Yeah, I think they waived Matt Barnes today too. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so my last thing was. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> the league was pretty out on this. And mm-hmm. I think it's kind of weird that if the league was out, like that the deal is this now, but that everybody's saying that 18 months ago, the deal would have been way better. I guess you would have been getting him for longer at a lower number. Yeah. But everybody says, like, the deal was the way it is now because of character concerns. And listen, dude, he's no worse now than he was a year and a half ago. In fact, he might be better. Right. So I don't get really how, like, these off-the-court off concerns are so much more uh, in, you know, just pressing it now than they were a year and a half ago when he's the same guy. Now, again, you get a little more time on a lesser deal. Uh, before you you have to pay him, but you also would have had his bird rights, mm-hmm. uh, so that if you you didn't want to have to worry about going to the market, if you had acquired him a year ago, if you're Boston, you're keeping him in the mix guaranteed. There's no risk. Um, that being said, dude, if they, I'm, 
I'm a little bummed the Mavericks weren't more aggressive on this because yeah. I heard before the year, all I, you know, Tim McMahon is like, hey, when Boogie hits the open market, the Mavericks are going to be you know aggressive in pursuing him. He's a Fagan client, so you can pretty much trace where that comes from. And I don't know. I thought that would have been <laughs> – I would have been on board with that. Yeah, especially at the cost that uh, that the Pelicans just uh, – the price tag, it doesn't bother me at all. Like Our first is going to be better. Yep. Uh, I might have given you the 19 first. Mm, okay. I might have given you two first, and I would have done so under the auspices of if they sign him, he's staying here. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have had to find some – well, I really wouldn't have had to find cap room because I could have given you Bogut and Darren Williams. Right. And you could have waved or bought both of them out, whatever. They go wherever they want. Uh, and then that that matches the salaries right there. Yeah. But, I mean, if you get into the world of, like, teams not wanting to touch guys, like, that's that's the Mavericks' whole deal. <laughs> they, it they seems love that. that we have been burned on by Rondo, <laughs> right. though. Right. Pre, Pre-Rondo and Lamar Odom, like, I feel like they would have been wheeling and dealing in, in that room and may, either made New Orleans, like, pay up more and make them give them, like, check Diallo as well and another first or something like that. Um, but – no, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in like the rest of the league because they let these two bad teams do this deal um and let the Pelicans save themselves from all the just real shoddy management that they've been uh been getting away with not getting away with, but you know, uh sliding by on for about 4 years now. Um and these situations are so similar to me except for AD's a quiet guy and he's not a pain in the ass and they've really screwed up um you know, just their future, their possibility of getting better. And they got saved because the Kings wanted off of it so bad and the rest of the league blackballed them. And it's – I can't imagine what the other offers were that were so, actually on the table right now. Tell me what you what your limits would have been. Like if they wanted – I don't know. Here's uh, Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. Here's Dwight Powell. Well, I guess we would have had to make the salaries match, so that would have been – uh, yeah, he doesn't make that much right now. <laughs> it's like 18? Yeah. So here's Seth Curry, mm-hmm. Darren Williams, and Dwight Powell in a first. Yeah, they might ask for Yogi for some reason back. I, th- I don't know what their point guard situation's like, but yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. Or it's Yogi instead of Seth. I don't know. I just, it's weird to me to trade Seth back there considering, you know, they right. didn't want him. Right. I would have given up way more than New Orleans did to get him is my point. I, There's you no would doubt. Have, I would have been sitting at the table like keep hitting because yep. I'm going to pair DeMarcus Cousins with Harrison Barnes. I've got Wes Matthews. Um, I guess if in this case I'm keeping either one of Yogi or mm. uh, or Curry. And I'll kind of just figure it out from there. <laughs> exactly. Because now I have two guys who I can get offense from anytime mm-hmm. who – for different reasons, one whenever they try, one whenever he gets the right matchup, and Barnes can be at least average defenders. Yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have gone, I would have shot way over this Kings offer if like there wasn't a baseline, which there is now, which is Buddy Heald, Tyreek a first, and a, and a second. Like if there was no baseline, I would have overshot this landing very far. Yeah, um, I would have gone way higher than the Kings or than the uh, the Pelicans went, but. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's why it's so important that they got Vivek's ear at the right moment 
um, yep. and decided that whenever we do get his ear, we have to get him to say yes to whatever deals in front of him and convince him that Buddy Heald can be the next, next Steph Curry, <laughs> which is just insane. But all right, we'll, uh, we'll be back tomorrow in some fashion. And uh, next game's Friday against the Timberwolves. I'll be hosting post-game. So look forward to that. And uh, Jacob, thank you for your time. All right, man. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.